Here we are, everybody. Welcome. Episode number 16 of the Sit Down Marks podcast. We got a lot in store for you today, man. Let's get to it, man. First, my uh, my co-host of the show, Mr. Uh, Mr. Team Extreme himself from uh, the land of the rattlesnake. Everybody, welcome, Primo. Give thank it you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, episode 16, sweet 16. How sweet is it that we're already four months into this? Well, I'm only three months. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> we adopted yeah. you along the way. Yeah, yes, I, I, I came along after after the fact. Yep, and also uh, the other co-host there, Babyface co-host, straight out of your mama's kitchen, officially mama's now. Kitchen. AJ, everybody, welcome. Hey, had, my, had my license changed and everything. <laughs> happy, happy 16th episode, sweet 16. Like Primo said, we're like the spoiled rich girls on MTV's Super Sweet 16. Oh, wow. We need cake that has diamonds in it or something. I don't know. I've never watched that show. Party thrown know. by P. Diddy. Yeah. Yes. We need cake with beef on it because the segue to the show today, <laughs> today's guest, man, you've seen, him, uh, you've seen him go to war with Tony Depp in last Sunday at Pit Fighter. You've seen him in St. Louis Anarchy. You've seen him in, uh, in Black Label Pro, Iron Spirit Pro, man, one of my favorite wrestlers in this world. Big Beef Gnarls Garvin, thanks for being on the podcast, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's my honor. I'm, I'm very glad to be here. Sorry if my screen's lagging. I look like I have one eye open when I close, but <laughs> I don't think that's what's really going on in real life. That's okay, man. We as long as you're sure that it's not what's going I, I hope, on. Am, am, I, am I all good and everything? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you just fine, man. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it fixes itself, so. Okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, Big Beef, man. Uh, I, I think everybody wants to talk about exactly what's uh, going on in your world right now, man. So talk to us about life after this big match that you had this past Sunday at ICW. It was uh, the Pit Fighter uh, series. You wrestled Tony Deppen. And if anybody don't know, Tony Deppen, you know, he's a bad dude on the indie scene. And he just so happens to be the Ring of Honor television champion, man. So how, what's life been since that match? Uh, I mean, it's 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 gotten busy. Uh, the last two days, I've had a lot of promotions hit me up. I've had a lot of praise and, you know, stuff that feels nice to have given to you. So uh, it's it's been, a, it's been a good 48 hours after the fact. Wait, today's Wednesday, so whatever the 72 hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, been, it's been a really nice 72 hours. Uh, things... Things are starting to move along for beef, so uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been great and to be in there with a talent like Tony Deppin is only well for anybody, and if if not, you must suck at wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. I tell you what, man. I was I was so excited. I watched that match uh, at at least two or three times. What really uh, got me into that match? I mean, I was already into it, man. But once. You grabbed that microphone and told Tony that he didn't beat you that way, and then Tony came back. Man, that that match went from a ten to a, like a twenty, like within seconds. Man, it totally got me like just like I was glued to the screen already, and I was just totally intense matchup. That really uh, kind of told a great story of the match, man, and uh, like uh, just just you know talk to us about what happened right after that and then going up to the end and then the crowd chanting beef, please come back at the end of the match. Well, I mean, I, I've got a lot of pride in this. I've done this for six years now. I've paid a lot of dues. 
I've had a lot of stuff thrown in my face that, you know, I've overcame. And uh, I feel like that was my platform to show everything that I've been working for for the last six years. So, yeah, just to uh, to to get out there and for the match to get called like that, I I wasn't leaving that. I was not leaving the state of New Jersey until I, you know, I got my match back. Like I, I feel like I earned that match, and I feel like the stoppage was honestly the wrong call. I feel like it was a bad call, and referees mess up all the time. I made an sure. attempt at the referee as soon as he tried to call it. I grabbed his pants. I even like I tried to get to him, saying I did not quit. I was not done. Right. So, um, yeah, I felt like win or lose or draw, I, I was not leaving that 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 arena until I, you know, done it beast way. So did you did you have any idea like after after the match restarted? Did you have any idea that you were stealing the show at that particular moment? In time? <laughs> right. Because you did like that that whole entire thing stole the entire show. Like, did you did you know that in your head? Were you like, okay, I oh <laughs> is owning no, this I, right now? No, I'm. Uh, thank you for that. And no, I I just you know, I I felt like I had something special because I was wrestling with Tony, but I I didn't know what would happen afterwards. I go in every match thinking that like, this is just good. Like, and it's no it's no offense to anybody. Like I said, Tony Depp is one of the greatest talents in America. But I, right. I always, I just have very low self-esteem, I guess. I always just assume that my matches won't be that great. But they they end up being, you know, some of the best matches on the show. Not to my own horn, this is what I'm told, you know. So I, I don't ever expect it to happen, and I don't ever think it in the moment because I'm honestly, in the match, I just, I'm so focused on making the crowd, like getting the crowd. Like, I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that, like, it's going to steal the show necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were on second, so that 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 that's a hard task to uh, to do to steal the show. Being on second, you know, mm-hmm. sure, it's not like a prime spot to steal the show. No, it's not like it's the but main event or it's the... whatever you make it. You know, it's not designed to be. Yeah, well, you you did it, you did it, man. That was it. Made the entire show like. So yeah, I I yeah, watched exactly. the entire thing a couple times, and afterwards I was like, I could have stopped watching after that match, and it. it it still would have been a fantastic show. I'm glad you stuck around for the rest of the show. I did. I did stick around for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You definitely made it hard for all the other matches uh, um, after after yours, man. Like that's how I became a beef fan because this guy kept still in the show. Mm-hmm. He kept, yeah, he kept go watching. I kept watching this guy go to wars. Like I said, 2018 uh, St. Louis Anarchy. I was front row. Me and my buddy Adam, uh, as as I've showed the boys this match, uh, you versus Larry D. Uh, um, Pride and Punishment was the um, was the actual card, and that night from then on, I followed everything you've done because you totally sold me. You know, you took Larry D. to his limits, and uh, you know, and and he laid some shots on you that I'll probably still be laying down in in a fetal position, scared that he was going to hit me with another one. That's how hard he was cho- He was hitting you, man. So <laughs> that's what got me into watching beef right there was you stealing shows, brother. Ah, uh, well, I aim to keep doing it until the day I quit doing it. So that's a, that's a nice attitude to have, actually. Like, that's right. <laughs> uh, 
I, right. That would be way more fatalistic. <laughs> All right, beef. So when I when people ask me, they say, you know, like when the guys taught me, they say, "Hey, man, what kind of wrestler is Big Beef?" And this is what I always come to. I say, you take a little bit of Harley Race, you take a little bit of Stan Hansen, you take a little bit of Terry Gordy and Bruiser Brody, and you put them all together, and that's what I see in you, Beef. So let's talk about your influences. What are the guys' matches that you're watching on YouTube? You know, I already know this because we talked about this before, but tell the world, you know, what matches are you watching to get pumped up to learn your craft? Honestly, like you said, you kind of just named, like, the four, like, pillars of my, like, my, like, wrestling fandom. I'm a, I'm a disciple of Harley Race. Like, I try to pattern my style after him. He was different when it was, like, Everybody wrestled the same. Like, even though, like, he was, like, very slow and methodical, he was different. Like, he did things differently. He hit the ropes the wrong way on purpose to be different. And, I like, just to hear that stuff from, like, wrestlers, you hear the stories, like, when they explain it, because I've never met and never got the pleasure to meet Harley Race, but you hear these things. Harley did these things to, like, stand out, and, like, people thought he was wrong for doing these things, but he did not care, and that's why I love Harley Race. Uh, Terry Gordy is like Bam Bam, my favorite wrestler. Yeah, ever. I I just admire his style, his pace. I admire his character. I base a lot of my stuff off Terry Gordy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I love Terry Gordy. Saint Hansen is also like the third in the in the order. I I watch his matches ad nauseum. I watch everything he's done from. WCW, AWA, obviously all Japan. Uh, yep. I, ECW, I've watched everything he's done, basically. Even like early days in Texas, like when he was just getting matches, I've I've seen him. So I'm obsessed with him. And I've recently more so gotten into like New Japan wrestlers. I've never really, I, 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 I sound like an idiot, but like until recently, I've never really knew much about Tanahashi. And I'm obsessed obsessed with him i watch i've watched at least like 20 of his matches last couple times i've watched wrestling yeah no no that's that's not a stretch beef look so there's there's a gazillion after guys that are fluid very very hard hitting and you know storylers so yeah yeah no man like uh uh you know like there's so much wrestling out there, man. You know, you could, you know, constantly find something new, you know, every day. So, you know, I only started watching new Japan, new Japan, probably, you know, three to five years ago when they kind of got that streaming service or whatever it was, you know, where, you know, we could see, you know, um, more of it on. Um, so, all right, beef, let me ask you, man. I don't know that I've ever asked you about this, man. What's the story of the owl tattoo on your chest? Man? Yes, I, I think it's awesome. Yep. I think it's awesome, dude. I honestly, I got it because I wanted a chest tattoo, but at the time, I I was just, like, learning a lot about them. Like, they're very silent, belly creatures, and, like, I don't know. I just, I like that. So, I, I've actually got one on my forearm as well. I don't know if the mm -hmm. camera's lagging too much to see this, but, yeah, I got I got, got me a, a owl guy on my arm. I love owls. I love animals. All right, Beef, let's talk about what you got coming up here, man. Let's talk about first uh, Iron Spirit Pro, man. You're going to uh, down in Bloomington, Illinois. You're going to be taking the belt that night from Brew Baker, man. Let's mm -hmm. talk about that match. You and Brew Baker definitely have history. 
Yeah, there's history there. Um, whenever he, the last show that I was able to be on, uh, we were in a four-way match, and uh, he ended up, you know, taking that belt from right underneath my nose, and uh, I don't appreciate that. And Iron Spirit has took to me on the first, that was the first time a crowd, the first time I ever came out, had just, just given me that love. Some of that crowd knew me. Other other parts of the crowd never, ever heard of me. So, just to get the ovation I got from there, it like it became a home to me that that instant. So, yeah, I you know I I, I look forward to stripping stripping him of that title. I'm gonna beat him, beat him, beat him, beat him till I can't beat him no more, and I'm gonna walk out with the gold. That's right, man. Fifty beefy bombs, whatever it takes, <laughs> man. <laughs> Fifty three beefy bombs, or only two. I'm gonna go with two beef bombs, uh, beefy bombs to do it. So how do you, how do you go about preparing I'll, for a I'll match do, like that? I, I, I'm gonna do 50, 54. <laughs> just just to overkill. One up. What? I'm sorry. So how do you how do you go about? Do is there? Do you approach matches differently? You know, based on like whether you're fighting someone like you know like Benjamin Carter, who's a, a smaller guy, versus someone like Brubaker, who's a bigger guy, because you you can hang with the smaller guys. I've I've noticed quite a bit. And uh, you can, you know, match power with the bigger guys. Like, do you just go in and do your thing all the time, or do you prepare differently for each kind of match? The way I always like to think about this is I like people to have to prepare, prepare for beef. And the, nice. And you don't know what beef's going to bring to you. So that it just makes it very hard for people to prepare. I, I'm always going to bring my stuff. I, I'm not going to change for anybody. I'm not going to prepare for anybody because anybody, like I like I said by myself, you could change on the dime. You, you never know what you're going to get from anybody. So you just got to go in there ready to fight and ready to ready to either get your, your shoulders pinned or pin some shoulders, you know. But I, I, I always prepare for uh, – prepare for what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't really get too fo like, you know, I'm not, I'm not over focused about my opponents. Maybe that, that will catch up to me in the long run, but right now I'm, I'm a, I'm a young gun and fighter and I'm nobody. I ain't got to prepare. Hey, stay down Marks fans. Primo here. Thank you for listening to part one of our interview with big beef. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will be releasing part two on a future episode. Now let's get back to sit-down marks with none other than Dirty Bird, AJ, and Primo. Let's go. This day in wrestling history, June 30th, that is today. We're going to go back to 2005. Let Let me talk to you, okay? New York High School teacher, Mr. Matthew K., you were a student, you might have called him Mr. K, makes national headlines about a controversy surrounding the use of his sick days to travel to Japan to wrestle. This led him to resigning from the te- from the um, school system as being a teacher and then being picked up by the WWE, going on to become what we now know as Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker with the uh, Argyle tights and his, yeah. his face on his, on his butt. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> Moving on, four years ahead, uh, 2009, Monday Night Raw. Your teacher. CM Punk cashes in his, how relevant is this, Money in the Bank briefcase to to defeat Edge for the title. CM Punk. That's right. CM Punk. And relevant to CM Punk, not so much relevant to Money in the Bank. 
2014 Monday Night Raw, AJ Lee makes her return. Uh, first match since WrestleMania that year to defeat Paige for the Divas Championship in just 61 seconds. Uh, Paige Hill. Interesting. I love Paige. <laughs> yeah. So, wrestling birthdays on June 30th, we have 1944. Uh, y'all, y'all might remember this. Terry Funk. Wait, 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 wait for it. Oh, oh look at this guy. Oh, look at this girl. You know, I actually, I actually love when y'all do that. I'm a funker. I'm a, I'm a funker. funker. I yep. love when y'all do that. When y'all, when you, when y'all hack into the birthdays. Yep. Uh, <laughs> how 19, many, how many what? retirements has Terry Funk been through now? Like, is he still going? Like, I bet he's still like trying to do moonsaults while wearing circus pants. Oh my yeah. goodness! More fingers and toes than you have for sure. <laughs> the ugliest tights ever. Yep, <laughs> they were. Circus tent. tacky. Lower <laughs> <laughs> <Never>. circus. <laughs> circus tent. Uh, 1977. We have Yoshitatsu. Nice. Hmm. 1984, we have Dax Harwood, half of FTR. He'll come up later. 1985, Cody Rhodes. He won't come up later. 1986, Alicia Fox. And 1989, Sue Young. Sue Young. Susan. Susan. And that is your wrestling birthdays in this day in wrestling history, June 30th edition. I thought Sue Young was younger than uh, younger than Young. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, man. I want to thank everybody for listening on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and everybody listening right now on sportandam.com online Fridays at 7 15. That's when we're scheduled, and I hear that we're getting uh, some more replays. So not only Friday you can get your sit-down marks fix, but you know you can hear it multiple times throughout the um, the weekend. I mean, if you tuned in at least twice, you got to hear AJ's uh, boob joke from The Simpsons at least three or four times. Guess yeah. how many boobs I saw today, Marge? <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. Yeah. So you, in, uh, you know. Keep up with uh, our replays on Sportnarium. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter at Sportnarium WW. That's right. And we were on right after the Thomas Bryce show. So thank you guys for tuning in. So, all right, let's get to uh, these recaps. So first of all, let's toast to our sponsors. First of all, Rowdy Energy. I got some on the way. I got some orange citrus and cherry limeade. What have the boys got today? Got that sour green apple. Ooh. Cherry limeade. That's right. My face. Cheers to you, champ. Thank you to Rowdy for sponsoring <laughs> the show here. You know what? You also, know what happens? You know what happens when you toast inanimate objects? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's just happy that he's going to be here at least until November when Survivor Series hits. It's, when's uh, when's Summer Sam? He's 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 coming to cold. He's coming to where we're, it's cold. We're we're looking past that. Already. I'm gonna make him a little sweater for when he comes <laughs> to Bloomington, so he doesn't get chilly. Knit, knit him a little sweater. Yes, I, I'm going to make him a little champ. AJ's gonna be that guy. He's gonna take pictures with it. And he's already he's, in a, he's already a singlet. He's gonna be taking a picture with it, like Niagara Falls, and then the next day yes. he's gonna be in like Albuquerque. He's gonna be like Vince uh, in the Crown. I, mean, right. I, I know, I know. You guys are are joking. But <clears throat> just, just wait, because 
yes, I will be doing that. <laughs> Why also, haven't I been doing this? <laughs> also, the sponsor of the show here, 1310 Apparel. That's 13, the, uh, excuse me, the word, the number 10, dot big cartel dot com. That's 1310 Apparel. They are the sponsor of the show. Go to, like I said, 1310 Apparel dot big cartel.com use promo code sport 30 for 30 percent off so uh just got me a shirt on the way so uh go check those guys out man they're supporting the show here and we got some uh some actually some 1310 uh uh representatives uh wrestlers that's going to be coming on the show here so we'll talk about that um later in the show but definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in man episode number 16 uh, this is kind of the last week of uh, everything being uh, kind of turned around as far as uh, as AEW is going back to Wednesdays next week. So let's get these weekly recaps uh, underway here as I'm going to tell you about, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Impact Wrestling last uh, Thursday night as I am the first one up. A couple quick little notes. Deanna Perrazzo beat Susan. Rosemary beat Kiara Hogan. Uh, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering had a little falling out. Jazz returned and uh, and and uh, tried to uh, get them back together, but Jordan leaves. Uh, Tennille Dashwood comes in. She gets laid out uh, by uh, Jazz and and Rachel. So, kind of same uh, storylines those uh, have been going on. Uh, one more side note before I get to the three main points. Uh, uh, Jake. What's my name? Something. <laughs> Thank you. You boys are learning. Beats Sam Bill. Uh, uh, so uh, Jake something climbing up the ladder. You know, that's my guy, man. Can't wait to see him in the title picture. So let's talk about the three main points on the show of Impact. You know, we're coming off the big Don Callis firing, uh, you know, which they're still playing out. Don Callis walks in, you know, um, you know, and, and the security, security, quotation mark. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, you know, s- s- stops him at the doors. Oh, you don't, you don't know who I am, blah, blah, blah. You know? And so anyway, so he ends up getting in the building. And then, so, uh, uh, later on, um, we hear, okay. Uh, Trey Miguel, Petey Williams, Rohit Raju and Shira all went, uh, against each other. Um, ended up being a big breakdown match. Ace Austin, Josh Alexander got involved. Madman Fulton, they all hit the ring. Basically, they are promoting the Ultimate X uh, match at Slammiversary. If you guys don't remember the Ultimate X, it's where they have the two oh, ropes yeah. across above the ring. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that's going back for Slammiversary. So that's going to uh, be awesome because it always means spot fest. Yep. So, Love it. Uh, Love yep. it so much. Absolutely. Next up, uh, Don Callis, Tommy Dreamer, talking about next week, Good Brothers and Omega versus Moose, Sammy Callahan, and another fighter to be named later. So they're calling it Team Callis versus Team Dreamer. So that's going to be uh, a fight next week. So while they uh, kind of quarrel it all out. So main event time, Eddie Edwards, Kojima versus Joe Doring and Cody Dinger deaner of violent by design this was for the impact world tag titles violent by design retains stands tall with a joe during uh, spinning power bomb is basically what it is but it's uh it's, he calls it something else yeah so uh but yeah so that's uh what happened to impact their the main storyline is the sammy callahan deal Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, going to be in, uh, in, and he's starting to ramp up. If you follow him on social media, he's really tapping into, you know, him versus Omega, uh, coming up. So really quick, uh, who was sure. in the ultimate X match again? 
Uh, let's see. Ones I wrote down were Trey Miguel, P.D. Williams, Ace Austin, Josh Alexander, Madman Fulton, uh, Rahit Raju. Those are the ones I think right I say now. that either Ace Austin or Rahit Raju are the ones that get that that take the big bump from they fall from when the they ropes. Fall from the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's not going to be P.D. Williams who has <laughs> yeah. old bones. He's yeah, like he's been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So that was, uh, yeah, so that was uh, Impact. So, yeah, they're still leading up with the whole Sammy storyline leading to July 17th. So, uh, real quick, uh, Indies, uh, we talked about AAW, United We Stand, uh, in July the 9th, I believe it is. Um, And then they also just announced, uh, we're going to the show in August. They also just announced for September the Jim Lynham Memorial Tournament, which is their uh, Jim Lynham is uh, uh, um, part of AAW history. And so they always put a tournament on for him. And so, but um, for the first time, I think in over a year, they are returning to the Berwyn Eagles Club, Southside Chicago. So uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of history there. I saw a lot of shows there. It's it's a great place for wrestling. It's a uh, you know it's it just it smells like indie wrestling in there. <laughs> and it's just that kind of joint, man. I, I love it. So so yeah. So uh, that's what's going on. Ring of Honor is uh, in uh, survival of the fittest. Black Label Pro, like I said, running in September. St. Louis Anarchy, July 9th. Circus Maximus. Big beef is going to be on that card. Uh, uh, Jeremy Wyatt versus uh, 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 Gary J is the the headliner for there. And then also July 30th, uh, AJ is going to Iron Spirit Pro Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, main event, Brew Baker versus Big Beef. Yeah. Uh, then next up, PWX out of Charlotte, Concord, North Carolina, whichever one. Uh, they have a, a – um, a uh, pay-per-view coming up called expect everything and being advertised on the card is Ethan page from AEW. Ah, yep. And then uh, last but not least, man, I wanted you guys to pop here a little bit for this one. Glory pro wrestling out of St. Louis um, is uh, they have a show coming up uh, two shows, actually July 25th. They have also Ethan page as, uh, as, as being advertised. But August 22nd, boys, guess who's advertised for Glory Pro Wrestling in St. Louis? I'm going to say Braun Strowman. No. Wait, wait, what's the date? August August 22nd, Glory Pro Wrestling out of St. Louis, making his return to St. Louis. Oh, I don't know who would be. The King, Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I might have to make a drive down to St. Louis. He's cool. He's coming to cut some promos on somebody. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, so he's going to be on the card August 22nd in St. Louis. Yeah, not too far from uh, from me and AJ. So, but yeah, all right. Well, that does it for uh, the Andy Roundup and, uh, and, and Impact Wrestling. So next up, Primo SmackDown from last Friday. The Smackity Down. It is... <laughs> Let no, me talk so to you. This is past, yeah, that, this past Friday. The Smackity Down. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Smackity it's, Down. It's to, get, to, to get AJ. Have some respect. Birthday, for God's sake. So, we're going to go over some quick things before I hit the main point. There's really only one big main point from this SmackDown. Uh, real quick, <laughs> we had Rollins and Bailey defeating Cesaro and Bianca. Uh,. <laughs> 
Rollins also threw his hat into the mix for the Universal Championship. Mm. <laughs> uh, we had a Money in, Bank, Money in the Bank men's qualifying match. Uh, Big E defeated Apollo. And Sammy versus Kevin Owens is announced for next week as a qualifying match and a last man standing match. Hmm. How uh, many more stipulations can they throw into that? Right. I quit. They can do uh, strap, I, I, I can strap go on. match. Um, no haluva kick. Sonya Deville. Oh, one hand, one hand tied behind the back match. Right. Yeah, no sure. stunner, no haluva kick. Get them all in there. Um, remember when they made Undertaker where he couldn't do Hell's Gate or whatever yes. it was? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, which I never liked that with Undertaker. I was just like, man. well, that's not one of his either. main moves anyway, Big yeah, Guerrero. Right. It's like saying he can't do old school. Like it's, okay. It's like move, so he's going to switch back to the last ride in Tombstone. Okay. Yeah. There he goes. Jeez. Know your Undertaker stuff, Vicky. Um, <laughs> Stupid Vicky. Uh, anyway, so Sonya Deville comes out and she selects Carmella to be in the women's Money in the Bank match, which I thought was so... Okay. I guess, I mean, could get Carmella some heat as a heel because every woman on Raw had to earn their way in. Mm. And Carmella gets selected, but uh, Liv, Liv Morgan took exception to that because she beat her last week, and she said, "Well, let me beat you again." And Sonya Deville gave her the match and said, "You know, here's your chance to earn, maybe earn your way into the match." So Liv Morgan does beat Carmella, but we still don't know if she's technically <laughs> in because because she's. They said she might earn Sonya's, you know, her way in and get Sonya's approval. How Wrestling. Silly. Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling. And meanwhile, Carmella just gets to, like, slowly walk. It's like walking into the end zone. She gets to go <laughs> right. straight to Money in the Bank. All right, main point. So the show opens up with Jimmy uh, telling Roman that he, that Jay says that he's not coming back. He tells Roman that he can do what Jay does. He says, however, I'm nobody's right-hand man. That's a nice way of saying what he said. And right. J- and mm-hmm. Roman's like, you, you can do what your brother does? You think you can do what your brother does? Like, he basically, like, puts up puts what Jay does on such a high, like, pedestal. <laughs> and Jay's like, or Jimmy's like, yeah, totally. So uh, <laughs> Roman tells him to prove it. He dedicates. So Jimmy goes out and has a match. But beforehand, he dedicates the match to the family, to Jay. And he tells Roman, um... He hopes he's watching. So his match is against Dolph Ziggler. Has a great match. Ends up beating Dolph Ziggler. Um, after the match, Dolph Zig- or excuse me, Jimmy comes back through the curtain and where they had already shown Roman and Paul watching on the screen. And uh, he's he goes to like dap up Roman and Paul, and they, they're just like, "Oh yeah, good job, good job." Ro- I forget what Roman even said, but basically they were going out for the championship address. As he was coming in and he was like, okay, well you see, I, you know, he's basically looking for like big, you know, his cousin's approval, um, almost trying to make your dad proud kind of thing. Sure. And, uh, mm-hmm. Roman just kind of was like, yeah, you did a thing. Good job. And, <laughs> uh, and Paul. And so he's like, okay, so they're going to go out to the championship of your He starts to walk with him. And Paul's like, easy, <laughs> you know, right. you, eh, you, we're not you, there did, yet. you did win, but you're not quite, you do, how about you just, you, we got this hang tight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he makes them stay back. So he basically says, we're good. Doesn't need them to have Jimmy to accompany him. He says that, uh, he comes out, they come out to the ring for the championship address. Paul Heyman says in less than a year, your tribal chief 
the guy that I let wear my t-shirt. He's, <laughs> he has wiped out the entire division. Yeah. So wiped yeah. out. They talk about Daniel Bryan and Edge stacking the bodies and pinning them. They talk about Cesaro. Yeah. They talk about uh, everybody that Roman's beat throughout the past year with no fans. And so nobody's going to remember except for the people that watched. So then all of a sudden, just when you think that they're like, well, you know, what's he going to do next? Yep. You think you know me. Edge returns. Comes back. You know when you know. On this go, day. go back to what is that? Which Royal Rumble is this? Oh nine. When Edge returns, Bearded Edge. Oh, so anytime bearded. we get Bearded Edge, we know the Wild Man is coming out ruthless. Yep. You know, so Bearded Edge returns. He comes in, spears <laughs> spears Roman. Uh, that basically takes him out. Yep. Spears him. Goes for the concerto, but Jimmy actually comes out and makes the save. And then Ed spears Jimmy through the um, barricade, and he gets back up. By the time he gets back into the ring, Roman's able to the re- uh, to retreat. Edge ferociously looks into the camera, even though Roman is right there to his right. And says, right. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? Where are you, Roman? I'm right here. And that is how the match, or it has how SmackDown goes off the air. It was cool. We had the return of Edge. That was the big big news. Yep. Um, yep. Okay, so we know now kind of where they're headed with that. Yep, so Edge money in the bank opponent for Roman. Yep, mm. another another loss, which is fine. I'd say, well, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they, might, they, they, they may could hold it till SummerSlam. Unless they want to, you know, give the run to that young upstart Edge. Give, young, him a ni- give him that, a nice push. That young, well, unsettled competitor that made yeah. his debut. Yeah. I have a, a theory here, so I'm going to wait. We're going to talk about that later. I'm going to talk about that later of what I think is going on here with Roman. So, uh, so we're going to talk about that later on this show. But I like Edge coming back, formidable opponent. He's got some name to him, you know. Uh, Probably, I mean, you know, some, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Hall of Famer. I'm saying he's a, he's a, uh, you know, he's not just a, a scrap heap guy. That you he's know, a, he's an A plus. Superstar, yeah. but like yeah. Roman already beat him. Like that's he did. He, he did. Thing. He did. He didn't just beat him. He humiliated him. Yes. Yep. yep. So, and, and I'm, I'm gonna explain all that here shortly. So, but he's never seen this edge. That's right. what it's, that's what Edge is gonna come out and say, right? Well, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna say that that you know it's different this time, and all and, right, uh, you know nobody else in the match, so. He hasn't yeah, seen it, the edge that speared Mick Foley through a flaming table. Yep. So why didn't he just bring right. that edge the first time? <laughs> Daniel Bryan made him soft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AJ, tell us about AEW Dynamite for the last time uh, during uh, NBA playoffs anyway. We're moving back to Wednesday uh, starting tonight. So actually, so last mm-hmm. week was on Friday. AJ Dynamite. So AEW Dynamite last it was Saturday actually. They moved it to Saturday. That's right, it was Saturday. Yeah. Yep, yep. Saturday. The Dynamite. big show, as it were. So a couple of things. Well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this because I think a oh, big show showing up at AEW is gonna make me sad. I love Big Show, I do, <laughs> but no. Um so the the kickoff match to uh, this episode of Dynamite was Powerhouse Hobbs versus Hangman Adam Page, and the reason I'm going to mention all this because it seemed like it was might have been just a a fun match, but I think 
they're going to set up Paige to take the belt off of um, Omega at some point in the future. And I think this is a great way to, to begin that. So okay. he has a, he has a match with, uh, with powerhouse Hobbs from stupid team Taz, <laughs> which Taz, Taz was actually great on commentary. So I have no bad things to say about Taz this week. Um, I love hangman pages and music. It sounds a lot like, uh, uh, what's his name? Ennio uh, Morricone, who did all the like the good, the bad, and the ugly, like the man with no name, like all that yes. stuff. Yeah, very cool. Like I think it might yep. be my favorite next to Judas. Wasn't he the original number one contender? Like, like very first. Yes, Jericho. Yes, yep. Hangman yep. Page was. Yep. They were. They they fought for the title. Right. For the time. Yes. Yeah, I love Hangman. So this this match is a pretty hard hitting match, and and uh, there's one there's one spot where. Um, Page has powerhouse in the corner and he gets up on the rope to, you know, do the face. I'm going to punch you a bunch of times. Um, and powerhouse like hoofs him. Like he's just like, and like just tosses him across the ring. And page does this backflip lands on his feet and then goes to charge at powerhouse powerhouse moves out of the way. And page just destroys the top of his head. He hits the, 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 why can't I think of the word pole right the now? Ring post. But thank you. Ring post. That's a word that I know. And he just starts gushing blood out of the back of his head. It looked really nasty. Um, but the end of the match, um, Paige finally gets the, the dead eye and gets the one, two, three, which was great. And I believe there might have been a run in after the <laughs> match. But I so I've made it my uh, my mission to ignore the run ins. Because, like, I'm, I'm getting really tired of them, and there's too many of them, and they all they very seldomly have an like an actual effect on the match. So I, I kind of ignored the run in. Oh, also, Jim Ross says shiznit, which I yeah he hilarious. did he did. <laughs> oh, and then Taz. This is why I all of a sudden love Taz because Jim Ross is like, you know, it's the shiznit, and Taz goes, it's nifty. <laughs> Taz, Taz, you're my new favorite. You just said nifty. Uh, oh, that was great, man. That was good. So, um, really quick before I get to the main event, I do want to mention uh, Conan. So Conan comes out, you know, um, fifty-one fifty. So Tully Blanchard's in the ring with Tony Schiavone, and and Conan comes out, and I was like, he's been there before, obviously, but I was I was never a fan of Conan in. Like, when he was in WWE, like, as, you know, we had, like, the shiny, like, Aztec-type gear, and he tried to wrestle like a luchador, even though he weighed 280 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then I despised him in WCW, absolutely despised him. But then after after he left, Conan just became brilliant, and he cuts a fantastic promo. It's like, I listened to it, like, four times, and I'm like, this is a, this man can, can talk. What did he say? Oh. Uh, where the men, he said, where the, where the well, men, I know are men and the sheep are scared. Are scared? Yeah. North Carolina. <laughs> I'm from North Carolina. That's not where funny. The, yeah, the sheep, <laughs> are the sheep as scared as Conan claims down there? Uh, yes. Because we're <laughs> men. <laughs> uh, but it was, it, was a, it was a great promo. It got me to care about the FTR and, uh, and uh, proud and powerful match coming up. And, uh, yeah, it was great stuff. Yeah. Um, and before I get on to the main event, just really, really quick, rest of the rest is Sean Spears and Sammy Guerrero with a chair. Sure. Yep. 
promo with the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler where they keep telling him to shut up and then Matt Jackson squawks like a bird. Yeah. Awesome. They're, they're so funny, right? They're now. amazing. Um, Andrade comes out. Uh, Matt Seidel interrupts him. Matt Seidel has a uh, fun match with uh, Dante Martin. Thumbs up. Uh, promo with Jungle Boy, which Christian comes out. Thumbs up. What was the what was the picture that went crazy on the internet with Jungle Boy and some girl? Oh, um, I don't remember. I like to mention that. Like Anna or Anna or somebody. Um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, like yeah, like I seen Jungle Boy trending, like, and I was like, what? Like, what happened? I thought he got hurt, and I seen that, and it was like he was kissing Anna J. There you go, Anna J. She's in the Dark Order, is that right? Yes, she yep. is in the Dark Order. All right. Um, so, where are we? Oh, Jade Cargill says stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, promo with MJF, Brawl with Inner Circle, shut up, Sammy. Um, so, that's the rest of the rest. So, I want to get to this main event because I was not looking forward to this. I will admit, I wasn't sold on Jungle Boy being in this position so early in his career. Sure. And he's, he looks like, you know, he goes, he looks like kind of a goon. Like he's, you know, with his like flowy, curly hair and yes. like, I, I can't take his entrance music seriously. And, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I want him to drop that gimmick. Let's yeah. Like, else. Cause like, and he shows that he needs to drop that gimmick and be pushed as like a serious contender because he absolutely killed this match. I was not excited about it. Um, his mom was there, I think. Yeah, something like he, that. He looked like he belonged in the main event scene. Maybe not quite on Kenny Omega's level, but he's definitely pushing it. This was a small little dew drop. I just said dew drop. Oh, yeah. no. Small little dew drop. No. In in the small small building of the beginning of Jungle Boy to be oh. AEW champion, twenty twenty two five twenty twenty. Yeah, maybe 2022. But it was great. Like, you have Kenny Omega. Who's, I hope who's, they go past that. I do, too. Like, Kenny, Kenny Omega is the best in the world. And you have – well, one of the best in the world. And you have Jungle Boy basically just, like, flipping all around him and doing things and bumping off the ropes mm-hmm. like a lemur. He was just, like, bouncing all over the place. Yep. And it was amazing. I loved every second of this match. You know, there were a, a thousand, you know, suicidas, you know, diving sure. over the top ropes. Um, he was hitting, like, wonky DDTs out of no place. And yeah, yeah. Jungle Boy got all kinds of offense on this match. Um, the crowd was going nuts for him. Yeah, crowd was firmly behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone knows that he's not going to win. But there were a couple sure. of moments where you're like, eh, maybe, like, there's a, you know, at Good. one point he, he reversed uh, a one-winged angel attempt into a, hur- a reverse Hurricane Rana and then... Uh, got him into the, the snare trap, and you're like, ah, maybe he's gonna, you know, tap out. But no, of course not. Like, obviously, but they they made it believable that it might be possible. Yep. yep. Um, there was a, a run in. I ignored it because I'm ignoring run ins now. Sure. Um. So end of the match. Um. Finally, you know, after about three, I think it was three one winged angel attempts. And a couple of you know snare traps and roughly fifteen V triggers. Omega finally gets the the one wing angel for the uh, for the win. Yeah, and it was awesome. It was like, absolutely it, awesome. I was absolutely sold on Jungle Boy. 
Um, yeah, this definitely elevated him. You know, um, you know, I like that they let him kick out of the V trigger, but no, don't let him kick out of the one wing. Nature. No, like nobody kicks out of that, man. So yeah, once he like, hit that, I was like, yeah, that's, it. that's yeah, it was it was it was, it was entertaining, man. It yeah, was. it was good. Good for him too, man. You know that dude, like you know. He's got. He's like I say. He's got a lot going for him. White meat baby face. Mm-hmm. You know the, the 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 teenagers are gonna love him. The women are gonna love him. The old ladies are gonna love him. The dudes are gonna. He's one of those kind of guys. The dudes are gonna wish they were him later on in life. He's got the flowing locks. He's got the famous last name. So like everything says superstar here. Yep. If the wrestling's there, he just got to man. I just want to see him better on that mic, man. But. Yeah. Plenty of time to get there. He has just started. He's he's virtually green, man. So yeah. well, he, he's, doing, he's doing awesome. He definitely showed that he could go in the ring. And um, really quick before AEW comes to a close and moves back to Wednesdays, Miro cuts a promo and thanks God for his power and making his hot wife flexible. Love Miro. Wow. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> there was an Ethan Page match, which I skipped. I can't get behind Ethan Page. I he has go-away heat with me. I'm just like, can't be bothered. Um, there was a Chris Statlander beats the bunny, post-match mm-hmm. things, a promo with PBJ, white meat babyface, and a promo with Eddie Kingston and Penta. Thumbs up. Yep. All right, Primo, Monday Night Raw. All right, Monday Night Raw. Let's see. I'm going to just na- uh, talk about a couple quick matches, and I'll get into two main points from Raw here and during this big three-hour uh, extravaganza. So, <laughs> yeah. two things that Walk. stuck out to me that actually I'd rather talk about than s- some other stuff, but... Uh, drop is it drop? Jackson Riker defeats Elias in a strap match. Mm-hmm. Now... I liked the strap match. It's like, it's a throwback. It's, it's, you know, it's an, it's an old school thing. And honestly, when I was watching it, like I watched, you know, Elias has always been jacked. Uh, Jackson Riker Gunner has always been jacked. It's just like these two freaking behemoths, dude. Yeah. Uh, they could really tear the house down, but they should have let them boil this a little longer. Sure. I, yeah, this it, was, it, it was fast. Yeah. And Whoa. it came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, it was like all of a sudden, Jackson does, Riker doesn't want to walk with Elias anymore. And now mm-hmm. they've not, and he just aggressively wants to beat him up all the time now. Yes, aggressively. And, so. and he wants to whip himself. And anyway, <laughs> uh, so long story short, Jackson Riker defeats Elias in the strap match. It, it was okay. The But. Another match that I would watch ten more times, actually, not that's not sarcasm, was John Morrison versus Ricochet. Yeah, yeah that was solid. Yeah, mesh styles, awesome. Yes, yeah. I will always watch that. And uh, the fact that so it ends up ending in a double countout. Um, if you watch anything from Raw, I don't remember what the point in the three hour mark this is. Go back and find it though, you marks. You can go back and watch Ricochet jump off the. T- is it the turnbuckle? And then jumps and hits Morrison on the barricade, and they get a double count out. So, moving on to these two main points. The first one being that... Uh, so, but we still don't know why, or at least I don't, uh, but Randy Orton was a no-show for Monday Night Raw. 
Yes, why was and, that? And so nobody ever says. And but but so but he, he was originally in the second chance triple threat match to determine who will be the final raw entrant into the Money in the Bank ladder match. And um, basically, so that spot is now vacant. So they, they're going to open the show with a over-the-top battle royal royale match to, to determine that third competitor. Well, backstage, you have Adam Pierce talking about it, how that's how they're going to open up. Well, Matt Riddle comes up. He's like, hey, bro, Randy Orton <laughs> gave me this letter, and I want you to, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you. And uh, like a three-year-old wrote. Yeah, it, it looked like it was written in crayon, yeah. <laughs> like green highlighter. And it was a letter that Matt obviously wrote. Oh, I love it so. <laughs> anyway, much. it was him petitioning to let <coughs> Matt Riddle be Randy Orton in the match, <laughs> like him t- to let him take his place. Anyway, so uh, long story short. Riddle's able to convince uh, Sonya and Adam to let him right. take Randy's place. And he goes out there and he actually wins the battle royale. Uh, and then at the end, he's like, he's doing the pose. <laughs> the, the pyro scares the crap out of him. It scares him to death. He's, he's like, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, it's just Randy's pyro. <laughs> and then he goes back to posing, you know. So anyway, moving on to the triple threat match, he ends up getting in the triple threat match. However, this whole time, don't forget, Riddle's already in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. <laughs> Which they never even talked about. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say anything like, I'm already in the match. I was trying to get him in the yeah. match. But they didn't yeah. say that. No. I think, yeah, I think it would have been way also cool if he would have came out to Randy's music. Yes. Oh. Uh, so anyway, after showing a lot of heart, you know, he gets taken out in the middle of the match uh, at one point to where it looks like it's just going to be AJ and Drew for the rest of the match. And he, towards the end, he ends up coming back, you know, hor- her- heroic return back to the match. However, he wasn't able to pull it off. And Drew McIntyre. No. Drew no. Mac- Why did you say that, AJ? I don't, this is why I'm not allowed no. to theories anymore. Oh Why, my God. Next time I have a theory, you guys need to be like, <laughs> take off your microphone and go put your head in the freezer because that's where it needs so to go. So Drew right McIntyre, now. he's gonna uh, be the he's gonna be the fourth raw entrant to the Money in the Bank match. But later on, I do have a later on we'll talk about this. My pick so far to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, and we'll we'll talk about that later. And it's not Drew. So second point. And this is it for Raw. Kofi came face-to-face with MVP in the ring. He talks about what happened to Xavier Woods last week with Bob Lashley, saying that people need to put some respect on Woods' name after him showing what he could do uh, in that Hell in a Cell match. And then he says he's going to make Bobby Lashley pay for everything he did for uh, for everything he did to Xavier Woods, and he's going to take the title and beat him at Money in the Bank. Now, MVP comes out, tells him that's one of the most ridiculous things he's ever heard Kofi say. He says that him and Bobby are already looking past Kofi onto SummerSlam or what, you know. And then and MVP says that Bobby Lashley said that Brock, or says what Brock did to Kofi will look like child's play compared to what Bobby is going to do to Kofi. Which, if none of you remember, they 
had Kofi had the title for six months. It was yeah. glorious. It was amazing. It was, it, it, you know, it, it made every child, little child's dream come true in Kalita sure. Grind. Sure. And uh, it was squashed in like 30 seconds by Brock Lesnar. I don't even think it was that long. I think yeah, it, it, may, it could have been, been less than that. Than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was <laughs> close to the right. He was, he was fed to the beast, um, which is absurd. Anyway, moving on. And I like Brock Lesnar, just not in that capacity. Yeah. But, uh, Tells Kofi, Kofi himself, but unfortunately, he's not medically cleared, cleared to compete. So then Kofi like starts talking about his bum knee, and then he charges MVP, ducks the cane swing, and turns around, and hits him with trouble in the par- trouble with paradise, and lays MVP down uh, out on the uh, ringside. It was great, and I like MVP. I'm a fan of MVP, but that was funny. So. That was Monday Night Raw in a nutshell, and we can move on to whatever was next. <laughs> I, I love Drew, man, and I hope he gets another shot one day, but he's got to go to like an IC title run for, yeah. for no, a while. He's, he's got to go to SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. He needs to go to the back of the line. All right, next up, man, a really good show last uh, last night for, for NXT, the best uh, WWE show on the market right now. So, uh, Primo, let's get it going, brother. Let's look, look, look at it there. I put bold up here. This bold I'm going to read to you, AJ, and to the rest of the people. <laughs> it says, MNXT recap, firing on all cylinders, championship match, backstage brawls, great in-ring action, and red-hot promos. NXT had all of that in their two-hour show, which is supposed to be the... <laughs> I don't know the developmental of WWE, which it isn't anymore. No, but it's, it's the best product they have. It is the best product they have. <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna try to go through some of this, but it's hard to not talk about because this really built up a lot towards because we have Great American Bash coming next week. Yep. Um, show opens up. We got a women's tag team triple threat match between Ember Ember and Shotzi, Zoe and uh, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai, and Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, they're set to determine the number one contender for the titles, tag titles at um, Great American Bash. The Great so American Bash. The uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark end up winning. This odd couple end up winning uh, the match, and they get to challenge the way, which is Indy and Candice for the women's tag team championships next week at Great American Bash. So we'll also move on to. They announced that the NXT Breakout Tournament is returning in two weeks. So we from that, we got stars like um, Bronson Reed, Swerve Scott. Uh, I can't think of this off the top of my head, but we had quite a few top people. Dollar. Yeah, top dollar. A lot of people came from uh, that NXT Breakout Tournament. Yeah, yeah. So that's come returning in two weeks. So we'll see some, some fresh talent, hopefully, yeah. and maybe some people that will stick around. Maybe some familiar faces. So backstage, speaking of top dollar, Hit Row and Swerve Scott, they challenge Bronson Reed. Well, on behalf of Swerve Scott, they basically coax Bronson Reed into uh, having a North American Championship match. Yeah. Is this is this the one where he said, man, you ain't even from North America? Yeah. <laughs> 
the top dollar said that. Yeah, um, yeah. And then he's like, he comes back at him, like, because they started to rap at him. And then, like, yeah. they, he just, like, you know, you tell him to be quiet or something like that because they were talking about their hit roll. Um, and they have, they do end up having the match. This is the main event. It's a good match. Solid uh, hit row. And Isaiah Swerve Scott hit Bronson Reed with everything they got. He, at one point, he throws Top Dollar and Adonis over. He throws Adonis. So he throws Top Dollar through the plexiglass over the barricade. Then he throws Adonis over the plexiglass. And he lands on Top Dollar. I don't know if anybody saw that, but he lands on him. So that had to hurt. Uh, And we got... Un- well, I don't say unfortunate because I'm actually kind of happy for Swerve Scott, and obviously this also means Bronson Reed is getting pulled up. But Swerve Scott is your new North American champion for NXT. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this. Coming. I love, I love when they surprise me. That's my favorite type of being a wrestling fan is when I'm surprised. You know, and it doesn't happen often anymore. <laughs> so I <laughs> no. like, I like to be like this might happen could happen oh my gosh this really happened and it just is a regular show you know um so that was cool normally but, the surprises on wwe are like nia Jax wins the belts again i remember the one time it was aj styles or is either kevin owens or aj styles won no it was sorry samoa joe won the united states championship off of aj styles on a house show Mm-hmm. On a, yeah, yeah, on a yeah. yeah. The United States with title yeah. one, yeah, yep. yeah. They always like to do that every so often. See, you never know what can happen yeah. at a live show. Yeah, once every five years. So Roger Strong <laughs> and Diamond and the Diamond Mine arrive to the ring. Uh, fired up, Roddy Strong gives a dominant performance, an aggressive performance, and he defeats uh, Hale. I don't remember the full name, but Hale by submission, and he holds him in that submission. Asher uh, Hill. That's Asher what it Hill, was. Also yeah. known as Anthony Henry from the Indies. Really? Yes, sir. Malcolm Bivens says that uh, Diamond Mine is open for business, and this is just the beginning. <laughs> cool Kyle is out in the ring talking right. about. Let me say real quick how long till we see Diamond Mine versus Hit Row? It's got to be soon. It's coming, I mean, right? Like they got to. I like that. Uh, I was gonna actually. I meant to talk about this, but I was kind of hurrying through it. Diamond Mine. I love Diamond Mine. I gotta say, I'm a fan. I like that they're like, they're just no sons, no nonsense. You know, butt kickers. Like, they they kind of like uh, an old school faction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malcolm Bivens. So they just, you know, they uh, they just they just come out and they do what they say they're going to do and they're, you know, have some of the best talent. So, you know, it looks awesome while they do it. Yep. So well, anyway, uh, like a cage match. Or something. Right. Like war games. War games yeah. yeah. Cool. Kyle's in the ring talking about fighting dudes that make him a better fighter. That's what he said. He said, I fight dudes to make me a better fighter. So <laughs> he's talking about fighting that dude Kushida last week. Uh, he starts talking about Colin O'Reilly too at Great American Bash, saying that he proved that he can one day be NXT champion, but Adam Cole keeps doubting him. So then he calls out Cole, baby. Cole comes out, baby, quickly trailed by Joe in security. Joe is like right behind Adam Cole when he comes out, and he's like, <laughs> "Hold on, hold on, on for your safety and you know to maintain peace in here. I'm going to be here, and so is my security guards." But Continue with what you were going to say, Adam Cole. 
and uh, tells him to proceed. Cole says that Cool Kyle is obsessed with him and he's delusional. <laughs> says that Cool Kyle is nothing without Adam Cole, baby. And says that and Cole, <laughs> that was Cole, so subdued. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. It looked like he licked the screen. <laughs> and it is something Big Beef would do. Would do, yes. Uh, Cole <laughs> says that he's solely responsible for undisputed success and that he's still the star and everyone, including Samoa Joe, knows it. Even oh, cool. Right. Oh, including Kyle O'Reilly's wife. Mm-hmm. He did say that. In personal. So then, you know, Cool Kyle has struck a nerve right there. So Cool Kyle, you know, starts to get a little like he's going to get, uh, get aggressive. Joe steps between the two. But just when he does, Cole tries to strike. However, Kyle O'Reilly, we know he has like an MMA background or so they say. Yep. And um, he ends up getting Adam Cole in a knee bar. Well, he has Adam Cole in this knee bar and suddenly Adam Cole wants Samoa Joe's help. He's like, Joe, you see what he's help? Get me out of this. Help me get out of this. You know, and Joe's just watching him. He's like, you know, deal with it, basically. <laughs> and he walks out of the ring. Gives it a couple seconds more of Adam Cole being stuck in this knee bar. And he's like, okay, security, now you can go break it up. <laughs> right, yeah. So he still technically did his job, but it was a little delayed. He could have said he was having a moment, a senior moment or something. Um, MSK and Ch- uh, Tommaso Thatcher and uh, Tommaso Chopper, excuse me. I read that wrong. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy, Timothy Thatcher. Ta- Ta- Thatcher. Old man <laughs> Ciampa and Toothless Timmy. Toothless Timmy, <laughs> thank you. Timmy. Old man Ciampa, except I'm glad he shaved his head still. So. Me too, yeah. Uh, they have a sit down in the ring with MSK. Ciampa says that next week at Great American Bash, the champs are the underdogs. He says that Toothless Timmy is motivated and that no one elevates the title like Ciampa does and everybody knows it. Uh, he actually did call him Toothless Timmy. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. MSK says they respect him, and they hear the chatter. They're everybody saying that they're underdogs, uh, and they get it. They and they get it all. But it's time to put some respect on their name. That's what my guy Wesley says. They remind them that they are the challengers. Uh, them, they being uh, Champa and Thatcher, and you'll find out next week why MSK are the champs. Chapa says that next week he wants MSK to bring your titles and bring your pride because we're taking both of them. Good line. Yeah, that's exactly. I thought so too. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, last thing from NXT, and then we'll ride this train home. Backstage, we got Karrion Cross. Uh, he's shown entering the building immediately because you remember last week he attacked Johnny Gargano from behind. Immediately, he's attacked by Johnny Gargano. He's it's quickly broken up by security. And then later on, Karrion Cross comes out to the ring. He says, touche, Johnny. Last week, I got you. This week, you got me. However, he calls Johnny out to the ring. Johnny comes right out without hesitation, says he's smarter than Cross is. And right about the time he says that, Austin Theory comes out of nowhere and hits Cross from behind. They jump Cross. However, um, he's able to get... I was going to say, I get so annoyed by Johnny's headband. Like it's teal <laughs> stuff, but like it's annoying. That's yeah. I'm not a I'm not it's, a Gargano guy anyway. I never have working. been, but it's working. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Uh, so basically, Cross is able to get uh, get the upper hand in that exchange, and right as he's about to smash <coughs> Gargano with the ring steps, the uh, Samoa Joe and the security crew come out and break it up. 
causing, and they start holding him back, causing Cross to get super kicked in the face by Gargano, uh, at which point we have a Cross and Samoa Joe stare down, which at this point, Samoa Joe is stared down with half the locker room. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, later in the night, as Cross is getting ready to leave the parking lot, Gargano and Theory attack again. He starts slamming Cross's head in the door, and just when they think they have him down, because Johnny turns around to start saying, you know, I, you know, I can put you down whenever I want or something like that, something make him look tough. Well, Cross is standing right behind him, chokes him out, puts him to sleep, gives Austin Theory a forearm smash. They get in the car and leave, and Joe comes out and he's like, "Huh, I guess you pushed him a little far too far tonight," and drags Johnny back inside by his shirt collar like a little kid. <laughs> So two things. Um, that's based. That's NXT in a nutshell. Real quick, I want to go over the NXT Great American Bash card because that's next week. Yep. We have Adam versus Cool Kyle number two. We have the Million Dollar Match: Cameron Grimes uh, versus LA Knight for the Million Dollar Title. However, if LA Knight wins, Cameron Grimes has to be his butler. I can't wait for that match. That's Cannot definitely wait. happening. That's yeah. Happening. Oh, yeah. There's too much. Yes. There's too yeah. much funny stuff that can happen here. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't wait, man. Maybe and then we wait. have the NXT tag, a women's tag match, Io Shirai Zoe Stark versus uh, Indy and Candice LeRae. Then we have MSK and Chomp and Thatcher for the men's tag title match. There is no uh, NXT champion match or women's championship match. So... Not yep. for not not as for now. It's only they're doing it during a regular televised two hour time slot. So I, I imagine they'll save those two matches for another time. Well, they plus, still want to build with Gargano and Cross. So well, yeah. plus it, his Spartan skirt is probably dirty. He only has one. And needs to wash it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You gotta give Carrion time to do his laundry. Yeah, has to get his. All right, his skirt cleaned. Well, that is the uh, recap of the week. So. uh Good job, boys. As uh, as everything's starting to kick up, man, here, I'm starting to get a little excited. All right, let's jump right on in next to our dropkick discussion of the week. Today, we're going to talk about our favorite top three Summer Slams, WWE Summer Slams uh, in our lifetime for whatever reason. You know, this could be because uh, a memory that we had about a certain Summer Slam, um, uh, our favorite wrestler winning or uh you know or or just or how good the card was or something that happened on it so anyway this is our top three favorite summer slams primo why don't you start us off with number three buddy number three my for my top three favorite summer slams you know i'm just getting ready just in case when you announce me every week you say mr team extreme (laughs) <laughs> and that's got to go to num- uh, SummerSlam 2000, which is, happens to be where the first ever official TLC match took place. Mm-hmm. Also, main event, we had Rock, Angle, and Triple H in the triple, uh, a thruple, as you would say, Dirty. <laughs> a triple threat match for the WWF Championship where, uh, where the Rock retained. Uh, that was my first. Uh, that's my number three on my list. How about you guys? Okay. So, uh, well, first I want to throw out an honorable mention just because I had a most different, like, it was almost one match that made me put one of these SummerSlams on here. Instead, I just went, uh, honorable mention is SummerSlam 94 at the United Center. And it is because of the Bret Hart and uh, 
Owen Hart cage match. Love that match so much. I still love it. It's one of those that I go back to all the time. Yeah. That's an honorable mention. I couldn't justify putting the whole pay-per-view on there. Sure. So my number three is <laughs> SummerSlam 05 because, one, that's the one where Kurt Angle comes out and absolutely just, like, shoot, beats the tar out of Eugene. Yes. And I love that because Eugene – that gimmick was one of the worst, most offensive gimmicks I have ever seen WWE do. And they've done a lot of offensive gimmicks. Yeah, it, yeah. It, this was an underlying... Uh, uh, yeah. So bad. And isn't the dude that, like, the actual guy, isn't he, like, legit? Yeah, he's like, yeah. A, he's like a really, like, yeah. actually he's, good wrestler. He's a trainer at a school, or he has a school. Something yeah. Like so he's, yeah, he's, yeah. And, and Kurt Angle just wallops him. Just comes out and absolutely wallops him. Um, also, this is one of the, the dumbest storylines WWE has ever done, but I love it. The Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero feud for, for Dominic. Just when I thought we were going to talk about Dominic for one week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's not on our TV. Let's don't bring him up. <laughs> well, this, at least he was just a child. That's what I like to remember Dominic for though. The I do little love, baby yeah. Dominic yeah. with Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero fighting. For custody of him and Eddie is your poppy, <laughs> which I love. I like. I still, as an adult, think that is so ridiculous, and I love it. And the third thing that I absolutely love about this SummerSlam is, so I was never a Hulk Hogan fan when I was a kid. I really hated him as an adult. And this is the SummerSlam where Shawn Michaels oh, just yeah. absolutely flops around like a fish and oversells Four because of Hulk Hogan's backstage politicking and and whining and because he didn't want to put Shawn over and blah, blah, blah. So Shawn is like, all right, I'm just going to ruin this match then. And in a just true whiny baby Shawn Michaels fashion, just overs- oversells everything flips way up and then goes out of the ring and like flops down the entryway. It was fantastic. Speaking yeah. of real quick, I did read somewhere today. Actually, this is kind of funny. When Hulk Hogan would get hulked up, he would actually say to himself, Hulk up, Hulk up, Hulk up, Hulk up. <laughs> I don't believe that. I'm Me neither. Me neither. But I read it. I read it somewhere and I want to believe it. I, I am now going to believe it. Just because yeah. I love that. We wish. Yeah. So you know what bothers me about Hulk ups is, like he does his Hulk up and then he, you know he does his like finger point. Everyone tries Ooh. to punch, like everyone tries to punch him. Don't. Don't <laughs> no. punch him. Did anybody not learn anything? Yeah. I mean, uh, was it Roddy Piper or I can't remember who it was that poked him in the eye and that stopped the Hulk up. Like give him, a, just give him like a. I think it was Piper, yeah. Or kick him, I- kick him in the knee. Something. <laughs> Don't just hit him. All right, so I know all of our different. We're gonna be a little bit across the board here. So as we have established, you know, you know, uh, I, I started watching in the in the eighties, AJ in the nineties, Primo a little more in two thousand. So, you know, don't pick your jaw up off the floor when I put this at number three. Number three for me, SummerSlam two thousand two, is where hmm. I'm at. Number three, RVD, Benoit, Edge, and Eddie, uh, Ray versus Angle, Sean versus Triple H. Rock versus Brock. That's oh, yeah. number three as uh as uh as as SummerSlams go. So you'll you'll <laughs> understand why when I get to my, my next two. There's there's reasonings for these. So all right, Primo, number two. Number two for me uh would be SummerSlam 
Excuse you. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The champion is speaking. (laughs) SummerSlam 2013. And it's uh, the main event there. We have Daniel Bryan versus Cena with the twist where Triple H pedigrees him and hands the title basically to Randy Orton. Uh, This, and you know, it's not so much, it's more uh, sentimental for me because I was actually... My first ever Monday night televised Monday night Raw that I went to was that summer, uh, and it was the Monday night Raw that the contract signing was at for Daniel Bryan and Cena, and oh, also, nice. also where uh, Brad Maddox made Daniel Bryan do like a gauntlet of matches. Ah, Just, very cool. Yeah. So I was there for that summer, uh, you know, at a Raw just a couple weeks beforehand. So that and that led up to this SummerSlam taking place. And uh, I clearly remember all that, so it was it was great too. And also that swerve at the end with Triple H uh, and Randy, you know, the authority officially formed there. Yeah, like so that was good. Triple that H was, turning. That was the beginning of the authority versus Daniel Bryan. Yes, it was. Yep, that was like the the genesis of the Yes movement was in yes, that that right. SummerSlam. Yep, I am switching my number two then. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really. But so my number two. Um, was not really one of the better SummerSlams. I would say it's right in the middle. Uh, but it's SummerSlam 2016, which is when, you know, Finn Balor, my boy Finn, won the first ever Universal uh, Championship and then immediately Had to during the match dislocates his shoulder from a buckle bomb. Buckle bomb, Seth Rollins. Stupid buckle bomb, which I love Seth Rollins, but stop. Stop doing the buckle bomb. You got to lead up to the curb stump somehow. Uh, just shove him down. Just give him like a just him down. Yeah. finger See, poke of doom, boy. Kick him really hard <laughs> in the stomach. Give him the Aziz, like, yeah, ah! hot pie. Do a do a real hard kick to the knee. Shin, a shin kick. Yeah. He's like, oh. Give him a, a biscuit case, right, right in the, the biscuit old biscuit case. basket. Um, but also that also had one of the. One of my favorite feuds, which is AJ Cena, which surprised me that it was one of my favorite feuds. But they put on another fantastic match in that summer, Sam. And then the main event was Brock Lesnar making Randy Orton bleed the hard way. And it was just brutal. Like, it looked like Mm. he was trying to murder him. Yeah, that actually took Randy out for a couple weeks. (laughs) Yeah, it did. And they, they approved it. Like before the show, but then Chris Jericho didn't know about it. So once he got backstage, like once Brock got backstage, Chris Jericho got in, in Brock Lesnar's face. I was like, rah, 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 what are you doing? Rah, rah. Yeah. And then they had to be like, no, no, it was it was planned. Please don't kill Chris Jericho. I was going to say, why does Chris Jericho have a history? And I love Chris Jericho. We know I, he's I one of my favorite it. of all time. So, yeah. uh, But why does he have a history of picking fights with big dudes backstage? Like to, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. I, I, <laughs> Well, I think he could have beat the tar out of Goldberg if he wanted to, because I think yeah. Goldberg just nonsense. Brock Lesnar. Well, he's a legitimate don't. fighter. Yes, please, please don't, Chris Jericho. All right, anything else for your number two, AJ? Uh, no. Finn Balor, ugly belt. Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles. All right, my number two. We're gonna go way back here, boys. 1988, the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. The reason why I have these at number two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you my age here. I was 13 years old. You know why this this like stands out to me? Because 
I remember at 13 years old watching, I didn't get to watch it live back then. It was VHS tape after it came out, you know, we're watching it. The iconic pose at the end of that with Hogan and Macho. Mm-hmm. Like I remember going nuts, watching them win, doing the poses in front of the, in front of the, uh, in front of the TV, man. So, but anyway, uh, um, but also real quick, the rest of the card, this is where the ultimate warrior beat honky talk in like 13 seconds. It was ah, yes. when the IC title off of honky talk after he had it for gazillion years, uh, rude versus AJ's boy, the junkyard dog. Grab them cakes. Demolition versus heart foundation was also on that. Oh, 13 seconds. Warrior beat a honky talk with 13 seconds. 13 seconds. Yeah. So that is my number two. All right, Primo, start us off, man. Who's your number one? All right, I'll go from three to one. So number three, I had SummerSlam 2000, first ever TLC. SummerSlam 2013, Daniel Bryan and Cena with the Triple H swerve, handing the title to Orton. And my number one SummerSlam of all time is... SummerSlam 2002, Rock versus Brock. Uh, I I love this SummerSlam. It's I was, you know, a teenager at the time. I was very invested in um, HBK and Triple H. Uh, like this feud went on throughout my teenage years. So I was like, and I remember him. That's when I started watching wrestling. Was with Sean and Triple H and DX. Like that's the first thing. When I first saw a uh, WWF Raw, uh, Raw's War, if you will, I was because my mom was working at a hotel and uh, she was cleaning a room, and I happened to go in this one room that was open. And this <laughs> we just like wandering around. Like, yeah, well, I was with her at work. I was like, I was, I was, I was, uh, I might have been nine years old. Ah, and okay, so I, w- I was with her at work, and I, she, I went in this room into an open room that she had just cleaned. And this ah, was on okay. TV, and it was DX, uh, Sean, and Triple H. So anyway, they were part of my entry into wrestling, and I was very invested in HBK's return. Also very concerned about his first match, back, you know, uh, hoping that Triple H would take care of him, obviously. <laughs> uh, and it was a great match. Sean came back. He rocked the house. Showstopper, never skipped a beat. And then Triple H hits him with a sledgehammer at the end there. Um, it was great. Rock versus Brock, the double kip up. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, I remember that. And I also own this one on DVD. On DVD. So, nice. yeah. Um, okay, I'm really glad that – so after you said that in my head, I, I just pictured you like going like as a kid. Like randomly looking for hotel rooms to go into, and you just <laughs> you just wander into one, and you're like, "Ooh, this one open!" Hi, strangers. Yes, you guys have me. wrestling on. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just gonna sit and have a snack. They're guys. like, "Hey, kid, watch this. Soak it." <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, "Where's my mom?" And they're like, "No." All right, AJ, number one. Uh, so we have number three, SummerSlam 05. Shawn Michaels making Hulk Hogan look like the absolute joke that he is. Uh, number two, Finn Balor wins the Universal Championship. The first ever Universal Championship immediately loses it, SummerSlam 2016. Mm-hmm. And number one is, I've spoken about it before on this show. It's my first pay-per-view that that um, my mom ever like let us buy. Well, I didn't buy it. Well, I think, I, yeah, with the allowance. Yeah, I did. Well, anyways, um, 
first ever pay-per-view I saw. It was SummerSlam 92 in Wembley Stadium in the UK. Um, like, it's still, like, legitimately one of uh, WWE's biggest pay-per-views ever. Like, you know how they kind of, like, inflate their their attendance numbers? Like, they'll be like, oh, 97,000, when really it's, like, 77,000. Um, this was, like, genu- like, genuinely one of the biggest shows. And, you know, it had, it had nails. Like, who, who doesn't love nails? Uh, it had the Repo Man, which I still love the Repo Man and reference him often. Um, and then it had the main event, which is still one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, as a kid, I was, you know, a big babyface guy, as long as you weren't Hulk Hogan. And the main event was Bret Hart versus British Bulldog for the IC belt and, um, Davey Boy Smith's, you know, home country. And so the crowd were just so rabid for for Davy Boy to you know get that victory over Brett. It was face versus face. Yeah. Um and then the story behind the match, like apparently Bulldog spent all summer smoking like crack and was not like was smoking crack with uh Jim Neidhart and so completely wasn't prepared for the match. So this is why Bret Hart is Besser is Besser was Besser ever will be. He basically carried Davy Boy Smith through that entire match made it a classic and it's one of the most <laughs> overmatches I've ever witnessed. And it was my first summer or my first pay-per-view ever. So as a 10 year old, that's aging myself as a 10 year old. <laughs> wait, how old was I? Yeah. Nine. I was nine. I was 10. I don't know. I was around that age. It's based like I was a wrestling fan before. And this kind of cemented my lifelong love of this ridiculous ridiculous sports entertainment i was gonna i was i actually forgot to say it but um i was gonna tell dirty you know why i didn't see i didn't watch your your summer slam live the number two you said 1988 because you were not not alive. not a born yet yeah that's right <laughs> that needed to be said why <laughs> i think it's pretty given to point out your old bones. nobody was born when i was a kid yeah. <laughs> you know that one summer slam that you were a teenager at i was i was <laughs> i was just a all twinkle right. <laughs> all right aj was that it man uh Please. yeah that's okay. uh, that's it all oh, right Wembley stadium all right, I'm going to try to uh, put this in a bow for you real quick. Uh, number three, 2002. Number two, 1998. Number one, I'm going to tell you which which one it is and why. My number one, SummerSlam 2000. Okay? What? Shane O'Mac versus Blackman. This is mm. when Shane O jumped off the top of the – okay? I forgot yeah. to say that. China won the Intercontinental title. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. From Jeff Jarrett, is that right? Yep. Rock versus Triple H versus Angle. Mm-hmm. Kane versus Undertaker, the first TLC match. Like, holy crap, right? Mm. Well, let me tell you why that's number one. Because I was in the building, boys. I was there. Yes. Ah. Uh, Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, uh, Yeah, August of 2000. Long story short, craziest story. I've been working at a bar for like six months. I've been talking to a guy in there that, that watched wrestling. You know, and so um, the day of, uh, uh, excuse me, the day before SummerSlam, uh, he comes in the bar. He says, hey, man, he goes, I just won two tickets to SummerSlam uh, in Raleigh, and you're the only person I know that likes wrestling, you know? And I'm like, 
I'm in, dude. Ran, yeah, random. So it gets even better. We get there, and and he hands me the ticket, and it's a VIP ticket. What? So we got to eat before the show, and we got autographs, meet and greets with two uh, wrestlers to be announced later, which turned out to be Taz. <laughs> Which yes. at the time I was super pumped. I'll show you the pictures later. Mick Foley was the other one. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I have pictures. I'll show you. I can't pull it off the wall. I'll show you right now. But, um, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, we had amazing seats. They weren't ringside. With uh, one of the first couple rows up from ringside. Uh, one of the best nights of wrestling in my life. Little did I know. Like I knew that was awesome, but little did I know like how important that pay-per-view and ended up being you know yeah. with tlc you, that, with yeah China, like with with shano mack how many times have you seen him jump off you know that, that is insane yes, that you were I there was, and it, like that is there, crazy man. yeah like yeah it was nuts man so that's why that is my number one because i was there and it was the biggest card as it was like i went back and watched that so many times I, that's yeah. amazing like can we see you like in the no, crowd? No, like- no, no. Like I said, I'm 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 kind of at the corner post. We were sitting with about a row of ten people, maybe four or five other people who'd won tickets that day too. You know what I, I mean? So it so was amazing. I've been bartending for like a thousand years, and no one's ever offered me free SummerSlam tickets. You gotta people talk were- more wrestling with people. Yeah, I that's think so I, cool. I always thought I. That's the best ever. I yep. know that's fantastic. Yep. I was there, man. I, I got pictures, meet and greet. I, I lost my mind when Mick Foley walked out. It's funny in the picture, um, uh, Taz has an XFL shirt on. That's how old it is. That's <laughs> that how old is it is. Awesome. Yeah. The but original see, from the first. I would have been excited to meet Taz back then too, because that's like yeah. suplex machine Taz, exactly. not yep. not pumpkin candy corn Taz. Yep. All right. Well, that's our top three uh, Summer Slams for the drop kick discussion of the day. So let's run through some quick notes here, real quick. Uh, uh, Primo, WWE just released a f- uh, some uh, some more uh, wrestlers. I know Killian Dane was one of them. Man, who was the the rest of the list here? So we also have uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Boo. Uh, first of all. Not boo. I mean, boo that they're gone. Yes. Yeah. But I like both of those guys. I love them. Uh, like Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, solid. He's awesome. Yes. Uh, and Fandango, who remembers when he debuted at WrestleMania against Chris Jericho and won? And won. He beat Chris Jericho in his yep. debut And match. they just released him. Dancing gimmick and everything. Um, that was a bad. We also they also released Ever Rise, which was there. That was a tag team that was on NXT. Mm-hmm. They were getting funny too. Aria Davari. That one. Um, kind of. Yeah, him and Tony Nese from 205 Live. Mm-hmm. August Gray. Um, yeah, he had um, been with the company not long. Um, he, he was an Evolve signing. Okay. And then we have um, Kurt Stallion. Yep. Same. Arturo Ruiz. 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 Arturo Ruiz. Marina Shafir. Roddy's wife. And mm-hmm. last one, the Bollywood boys. Dude. The Bolly I didn't even realize they were still with the company, to be honest with you. I thought one of them died after Randy Orton. I saw something about that. Oh, and uh modern day I, I thought I saw something where, where Randy tweeted them and was like, uh, hate to see you go. You guys are going places and not just through tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Um, but yeah, fan, or Tyler Breeze, fan Diego. I like Killian Dane too. I'm a big. I was a big Chris Hero fan, and oh yeah, now, yeah. How long before they released Drake Maverick? Drake Maverick again. Drake Maverick. Yeah. How many times have they released him already? Like, yeah. yeah. Rockstar is, is it just once? So did you guys see the picture so. of Andrade and Charlotte where they both had, yeah. Andrade had the AEW hat, Charlotte had the WWE hat? I did. Uh-huh. Did you see how people were playing with it on the internet and putting uh-huh. the AEW hat on Charlotte? Yep. <laughs> oh, it was so good, man. That was um, good stuff. Unfortunately, that is something that will probably never, ever happen. No. All right, guys, real quick. Who's your pick to win the Money in the Bank briefcase right now? Men's and women's. Go. Biggie. Drew McIntyre. Big E here. Women's. Carmella. Uh, um, I'm going to say if Becky don't come hero. back. Uh, Nikki oh, Cross. I would love that. Nikki Cross? I am fully behind Nikki Cross right now. Um, I, Unde- I, she's undefeated right now. If don't come back, i say Charlotte because Becky could still come back later and that would be a good they, is, Those are natural champion winners. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you give the briefcase to somebody who doesn't naturally win a championship. Well, yeah. Yeah. I know, but uh, I'm looking at how that. weak the women are right now. I mean, I, I, I take that back. That was an incorrect statement. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Because <laughs> because Randy, Randy Orton's had Randy it. Orton. Yeah. Miz has had it twice. CM Punk had it. Yeah. All right, real quick, guys. Uh, Edge, good opponent for Roman. I say yes because he has a name. He has uh, because I, I, my theory is. Roman's holding the belt till WrestleMania next year. Uh, and this is, they're just going to stack up these formidable opponents all the way down. And, uh, you know, there's going to be people that are going to be uh, closer, you know, uh, t- to knocking him off. But I, I think, you know, uh, I, like I said, uh, Cena's probably going to get thrown in there. Yep. You know, so he's going to knock off all these big baby faces until they decide who they want to take the belt off of him, but I don't think it's till next year, but I love the edge pick. What about you guys real quick? Uh, I will agree just because there's no one else really right now. I mean, even though he's already beaten edge and beaten him soundly, there are, you know, mitigating circumstances to, to that match. So I'm, I'm, I like that edge matchup. I mean, the, who else is going to have a marquee matchup with Roman Reigns right now? Like, the, right. And they have no history, one. So, that's what I was going to say right now. They're building Roman Reigns up so much, mm. which I enjoy, by the way. Me, me too. But they're, they're building him up so much. There was nobody on the roster that should be that should beat him. No, nope. sure. that should even come close to beating him. Yeah. Brock? Brock going to come back and be uh... – uh, would, That would do nothing more than piss me off. That would yeah, be so I, I think uh, that, would, that would infuriate – Well, it is wrestling, so be prepared for anything, boys. But, Bro- oh, no. Brock but, is totally going to take the bells off of Roman. No, but, but I, I think yeah. this for long haul. Edge is going to wrestle the Usos probably in the next couple of weeks. To yeah, I say when they do have the match, then Jay returns, and they mm-hmm. have they have the the perfection of the two cousins and Roman all together at, uh, in one perfect union. Yep. <laughs> well, yep. well put, well said. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's toast to Rowdy here one more time, boys. Thanks for sponsoring uh, the show here. Also, thirteen ten apparel. That's thirteen the word ten the number apparel. Uh, dot dot com. Use promo code Sport thirty. Also, guys, coming up, uh, we got uh, more guests coming up. We're we uh, July. Uh, 
we have uh, R.P. Davies and Rick Marcus of Born Ready with Odyssey Pro Wrestling. They're going to be on to talk about uh, their uh, debut show coming up. So, uh, so looking forward to having those guys on the show. Uh, I believe that is that next Wednesday, July seventh. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, isn't that weird? All mm-hmm. right, and it's coming up real fast. So yeah, so look forward to having them on the show uh, as uh, we wrap it up here or get close to the end of the show, boys. We still got squared squared circle questions coming up here to end the show. But I want to do uh, real quick, guys. Uh, uh, anybody favorite champion changed? Uh, mine has back to Miro. Back to Miro because of, because he didn't wrestle, but. I just want to thank God for my power and for making my hot wife flexible. Yeah. That's good. Genius. Genius. Yep. Right. Uh, no, it's still Roman for me. Um, that's, that's, there's no, nothing else to be said there. He's like I said, they're building him up to be unbeatable. Um, I feel like they're trying to do the same thing with Bobby Lashley, mm, but right. it's just not Roman really has that. You're not going to beat me. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He like he like he doesn't have to say it, but he's almost like coming out there and looking at looking at him, being like, "It doesn't matter what you do, you're not beating me." Yeah, you're not. You're yeah. not gonna win. All right, so uh, so yeah, I'm gonna stick with Omega. You know, uh, just because of the new Japan relationship, so I'm gonna stay uh, stay put uh, right there with them. So thumbs up, thumbs thumbs down, boys. Anything changed? I'm gonna stick with fans. Um, I have a giant thumbs down for Dewdrop getting the win over Asuka. I mean, I realized it was a tag match, tag match, but Asuka eating that pin made me angry. Carmella won that. That's, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, Thumbs up for me, obviously. I say it every week. NXT firing on all cylinders. Yeah, so Um, good. They're doing so good. Uh, That's my thumbs up. Also, another week closer to fans. Yeah, yes, can't wait. Cannot wait. I and also, I was on Raw this past Monday. Wait, where you? Again? Bring that up, man. But go ahead. Yeah. Stole, stole my thunder. No, no, it doesn't matter because <laughs> I couldn't find myself at all. I, I actually looked, and I couldn't. I will I'll, also I'll I, I go on to say that I'm calling your bluff, WWE, because you sit there and you say. That there's so many spots, and these spots are going so fast. But if you guys go back and pay attention, if they don't switch it up, then within the first 20 minutes of the show, anytime they pan to the top right or the top left, count mm-hmm. how many duplicates there are. <laughs> uh, I never even paid yeah. attention to that. Yeah, so anyway... <laughs> There's that. I could. I didn't. I never did find myself. I'm sure I'm there because I was doing everything I could to get on. I, I heard the moderator. They told somebody to put clothes on. But okay. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was. It was. It was still fun. Um, I might still do it again just to see if I could actually get on. My plan is to get one of those on screen. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Nice. I kind of want to join it too, just to find out. It's free. All right. Yeah. We got one more thing to do here before we uh, finish up the show here today. I got squared circle questions here for the boys today. Yes. AJ was our winner last week, so because he won, he gets to pick the first category. But let me run over the rules real quick. Three categories: wrestler, pay per view, or wrestling potpourri. Or potpourri. 
We got, uh, like I said, you can't uh, holler out answers. Your first answer is your answer. So make sure you listen before uh, before you finish, uh, before uh, you decide to answer. So Primo. All right. All right, AJ, here we go. You want wrestler, pay-per-view, or potpourri? I will start with pay-per-view. All right. Here we go. Category. <laughs> here come the facts. There were 17,000 people there. Chris Walker defeated the Brooklyn Brawler. The new Hart Foundation defeated the Orient Express. Roddy Piper defeated the Mountie. The Beverly Brothers defeated the Bushwhackers. The Natural Disasters defeated the Legion of Doom. All right, we're getting down to it here. Last two facts. It was held in Albany, New York. Last fact. Ric Flair eliminated Sid Justice over the top row. Will Rumble, 92. Correct. <laughs> 1992 Royal Rumble is. Say, before you said that, I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue. Yep. Well, I, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't remember if it was a Rumble or a SummerSlam that that yeah. happened. All right, AJ, wrestler or potpourri? Let's go wrestler. All right, wrestler. Here we go. Born October 20th, 1958. He was billed at six foot seven, 287 pounds. He was trained by Hiro Matsuda. He debuted in 1984 and retired in 2010. He's wrestled in the AWA, WCW, WWE. He was a two-time United States WCW champion. He was a nine-time tag team champion across all promotions. He was a four-time intercontinental champion in the WWE. He was a member of the 2014 Hall of Fame. He famously invaded Nitro. He's a founding member of one of the greatest factions in history. He had a famous ladder match with Shawn Michaels. Razor Ramon. Hey, yo. I, I was starting to get there when you said invaded WCW. Yeah. All right, but for some reason, my mind immediately went to DX on the on the Jeep. All right, real real quick little side note here. Uh, I went and found old names for for Razor Ramon, and yeah. I've been dying to tell you guys this one because I want to do something with it. I don't know what, but anyway. All right, so we've heard the Diamond Stud, we've heard yep. Scott Hall, yep. and we've heard uh, Big Scott Hall, we've heard Big Scott, Big Texas Scott, Texas Scott, but the best one I heard was Starship Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't even know, but it's cool. <laughs> that's, the, that's the name of my new IPA I'm putting out. Starship Coyote. I don't even know. I haven't even heard of that one before. It's the new that's name great. of my prog rock band. Yeah. All right. All right, let's break the tie, boys. Let's see if Primo can get in the win column here. You're going to have to go back and, and think here a little bit. All right, wrestling potpourri is just a question. All right, this is a uh, two-part question, so you need two answers for this question. All right, here we go. What was, the names, what was the names of the two dogs that the British Bulldogs walked to the ring with them? Uh, I have one of them. The, uh, uh, the, the other two. one. I need uh, two. There's only two names, and one one of them. It's so it's that one, and 
the one that gets kidnapped or dog napped. <laughs> Primo's got no, you got no idea. I have names uh, of the dogs. Nope. Let's, right, go, let's go. Let's go. Frenchie and Blondie. Mm, now Frenchie is around in there. So Matilda, Matilda, is- Matilda is one. Yep. And then, and, uh, okay. I'm going to give you another hint too. Brie Bella named her dog this as well after, after. Sir. Are you mixing? Remixing Sir, Sir comes. <laughs> Winston, 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 and I Winston. knew that that's what the dog's name was. Uh, Winston or Brie Bellas, right. so because I've seen Total Divas. One <laughs> and one and a tie, so nobody <laughs> wins today. So AJ stays the mm. squared circle questions uh, champion. The best way to stay champion. We need, we need by a default. <laughs> I do have some news. Uh, a little bit of headline, just two. Okay. Of them. Yeah. Uh, so Bellator. Um, is having their first ever show in Russia. And wow. their one of their headliners is Fedor Emelianenko. That uh, was an impressive reading of that name you just did. <laughs> <laughs> He's legend, legendary, legendary MMA fighter. And none other than Jake Hager is campaigning to fight against him. Oh, wow. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Also. Who don't want to put him on the resume? Yeah, right? If you get knocked even out if, by even him, if you, oh, well, Even Fedor. if you lose by him, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you bought him. In, uh. in Russia, on his turf. Uh, also, tickets go on sale tomorrow for post anniversary Impact shows. Nice. Oh, they go on I sale am. tomorrow. Man, mm-hmm. like it. All right. Well, that was a fun show today, boys. We had the first part of the Big Beef interview. We'll bring Big Beef back for the second part um, later on uh, down the road. But, yeah, he's going to be an Iron Spirit Pro. He's going to be a St. Louis Anarchy uh, Scenic City Invitational. So make sure you go follow Big Beef, and uh, we'll be talking to him uh, later on uh, down the road here soon uh, for the second part of that interview. So next week, like I said, R.P. Davies. And uh, and Rick Marcus of Born Ready uh, out of out of the UK, uh, Odyssey Pro Wrestling. They're going to be here to talk about their uh, debut card. So uh, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be uh, doing our normal thing next week. What is our uh, our dropkick discussion? Top three favorite Undertaker matches. Boy, that yes. was going to be a little tough there, boys, to pick three. You know, I mean, Undertaker's been in uh, a lot of legendary matches, so be interesting to see which way we all go with those. So, all, all three are going to be against Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> Elegante. No, it's, yes, a, it's a big show and Albert at WrestleMania. <laughs> Close show here, guys. want to thank our sponsors, Rowdy Energy and 1310 Apparel. Use promo code SPORT30 for 30% off. Also, want to thank everybody watching on Twitch, listening on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and our boys over at Sportinariumradio.com. Uh, Thomas Bryce show Fridays, five o'clock. We are on right after that. Thank you guys. If you're listening right now to the show, we appreciate it. We couldn't be more grateful. All of our podcasts are available in audio form across basically every platform out there. If you can listen to it, we can be in your ears. So, uh, uh, good show! Good show today, boys. We had Big Beef on, and uh, got to talk some some wrestling. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to next week as uh, we got more more uh, guests on the show. That counted as a swear, by the way. I'm adding it to the swear jar. What did I say? Do you know what you said when you no. messed up show? You 
Drop the old S bomb. Oh, I did. I didn't realize it. Whoops. Going in the swear jar. I haven't made yep. a swear jar yet. I'll, I'll add a dollar. I am super excited to have these uh, guests next week. Uh, I'll be our first guest from across the pond. Yes. So uh, that's super exciting. Uh, we yep. started off our um, guest interviews with, you know, uh, Big Beef. So, it, you know, we, we had a wrestler from the States. Now we're going to have one from the UK. It, it's, it's really exciting. Sit Down Marks is doing bigger and bigger things. And I didn't tell you guys this. Two weeks in a row, 100 downloads. Yeah, baby! Woo! Nice! Look at oh, it! That, that just made me happy. Yes, oh, sir. Man. Makes it all worth it, right? Like here. I said, sit down, Marks. Is We got the rocket straps, uh, rocket <laughs> strapped to our back, and we are shooting to the moon, to baby. The to the moon! That's right. Oh, That's right. Oh, all right, shit. last thing, boys. I have to add a dollar. I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, uh, drop a little knowledge here. 2019 Scenic City Invitational winner Daniel Makabe has confirmed he's coming on the yes. show. Yes. Uh, at the end of the month, we're going to get him on, and we're just going to have a show where we're just going to talk to Daniel. Uh, be no pods. We're just going to have an interview with Daniel Makabe. Looking forward to it. We are the sponsoring his match against Adam Priest. Yep. So. Uh, Man, that is uh, that is one good uh, show that's going to be coming up. Man, can't wait to talk to Daniel. All right, that well, that's going to be a that's going to be a do it for today. AJ, what do we say around here when the uh, show is over? Uh, um, uh, grab them cakes. <laughs> <laughs>